We are God's change agents. I think it's important for us to understand Satan wants to lie to you and say you're nothing. Don't believe the lie. <laughs> That's why I keep emphasizing things like this because um, you are something. And this is not stretching it either. If you were the only person, the only person on earth, then I believe that the Lord would have gone through the same things. Because why? You are made in the image of God. And because you're made in the image of God, that's his image. And he's not willing that any man should perish. You think about uh, Adolf Hitler. You think about some of the worst people in the world. They all were made in God's image. It's just that it's been marred and dirty. And if a person who's made in God's image will not come to God, they will burn in a lake of fire. Thought I'd say that. Let's bow in prayer. Father, as we uh, come this morning, thank you for our time together. And as we move to what needs to be observed this morning, help us understand what means again to reinforce what it means to be made in God's image and then understanding that Lord uh, yes we are change agents and yes we're made in your image and now we come to the point of how do we work that out in our lives and so Lord we just thank you for the saints and and for those you have here you have exactly who you want here and you know exactly who they will impact nothing catches you by surprise so help us, Lord, to stay in step with your word, with your will. May you be glorified. And if there be one under the sound of my voice that have not, have not admitted they're a sinner, have not asked Christ to be Savior in their lives, and believe that and they need to believe that Jesus died for their sins and to ask God, ask you to forgive them their sins and make uh, themselves one of yours. So we pray toward that end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It would be good to cut it on. All right. Yeah, it's on. Well, you're one of a kind. You're brainwashing me with, yep, you're one of a kind. You are special. Don't you ever let anyone make you feel less than how you have been created. If they, if they treat you that way, you just tell them, like Sister Tuck would say, you got your people mixed up. Because I'm one of a kind. And when we say that, we have been chosen. We are light. We are salt. And we were made in the image and likeness of God. And that's just a few. I just listed a few things. These are the things that we are in Christ more than the conquerors to him that love us I mean we have so many names and titles adopted sons of God and daughters of God so many names and titles because of our relationship with him so in our review building on the concept and profile of God's change agents we have learned that we are salt we are light 
We are all made in the image of God, but for those who are saved, transformed by the blood of Christ and established as the adopted sons and daughters of God. That's who you are. The moment that you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, God says, great. <laughs> what he planned, now that, that flower began to grow, that flower just popped up out of the ground there. It's not a full-grown, it's not a plant. It's not a tree yet. It's just, just you, are, you are special. You are special. You've always been special. Why do you say God so loved the world? You've always been special. And this word love does not mean he loved the world. No, he was so committed to the world, so committed to you. And so the result of that is that the moment that you become a believer, immediately you become salt. And you, we're beginning to see that when you, even if you're coming along the uh, parking lot there, you, and as you're coming on, you, you see the salt on the, on the sidewalks and everything else. Guess what? I don't care if there's no snow, no snow around. Guess what? That salt gonna still lay there until you sweep it off, and it'll stay there and get every snowdrop that hits it, because that's his job. And the Lord says, that's what you are. Um, you are the neutralizer. You're the one who purifies things by the word. Then you are the, uh, the light. Um, and revealing things about the Lord that the world can't see. But they can see you. You are the light. We are one of a kind. And there will never be individuals like us. So that the moment that you're saved, you're already one of a kind. Once you're saved, now you, God can really use you. God can really make you a blessing and bless his heart. If you can't see that, it's going to affect everything you say and everything you do. I stand amazed at those who are on Facebook who say they're believers and some of the things that they're doing before the world. And they have likes. Everybody's liking it. And... Um, I don't make a comment. I just watch. I just look at it and just go on. Um, but it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see uh, individuals. Um, they went on vacation. You see all the wine glasses and everything else. And I said, so what are you telling the unbelievers? What are you telling the unbelievers? I don't, I just, I don't give a like. I just give a silence and don't say anything. I want, don't want anyone to think I agree that you're operating in darkness and expect the Lord to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. No way. No way. So that's why. That's, so, again, we, we're still in, in the review. We identified at least nine characteristics of the image of God that every human being possesses. Now, when I say nine, it is not, this is not just a list. I mean, not, this is not, uh, no, exclusive. There might be many more, but I'm just listing out at least nine. And so, so the first one is what? The ability to re of reason. God has given us the ability to reason. The next? The ability to be creative. And I told you last, last week, the chairs you sit in is because of somebody else's imagination. The building we're in, the lights and everything else because of somebody's imagination. That fast food you're chomping on, you know, is because of somebody's imagination. And guess what? God did not give Adam all the tools 
to make any of this. But he gave him the abil mental ability. And so from Adam all the way up to now, and now we're going into the electronics, and past the uh, neutron, electrons, and all these other things, the LID, the light-emitting uh, diodes, and all these other Man is still, matter of fact, as I shared before, man have already, back in uh, 2000 at least, uh, 2016 or earlier, they already they, uh, start the putting microchips into under your skin for identification. And they starting with the, with the dogs and everything else, and, but the microchips is, is out there. And, uh, this, and, um, and it'll go, your, your body will not reject it. Uh, so this, all these things are going on because of creativity. Then the ability to speak, the speech. Ability of self-awareness. Ability to self-determination. You make the choices. God have given you the choice. You don't want to hear all of this? Then God says, I'm not going to be, beat you over the head. See, you're in my image. I have given you choice. I will not change your choice. You have to change. I'll give you all the information. Then you choose. And if you don't choose, then you're already chosen. You see? Because there's, there's, there's no middle of the road. The position of superiority. What if man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, that have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air, the fish in the sea, and whatsoever path through the path of the sea, O Lord my God, how excellent is thy name. He hath made man superior over everything. He started off in Genesis like that, Genesis uh, 1-6, when he made uh, man, and, and that he should have rule over, 6 and, uh, six and 7, uh, 26 and 27. Um, the ability of self-reflection and recall. Now, I pause for station identification here because uh, this, I'm almost convinced, is, is exclusively ladies. Uh, and why I say that is that um, I'll say, uh, Karen, uh, I need to do such and such and such at such and such time. And I'll leave it there. And guess what? Uh, it can be a week later. Did you do such and such and such? Did you do such and such and such? So I can't say, leave me alone. Quit bugging me. Why? You asked me, you know. And so, uh, so the whole idea of recall. Uh, so always, men always develop good scenes of recall. That when they recall the things you do, they can say, oh, how I appreciate you. When they're just silent, then you know something might be wrong there. Okay. Okay. Awareness of morality, uh, ethics, and integrity. All, all of these is embedded in being in the image of God. All of this. Then the capacity of affection and social needs and, and uh, unity. Uh, these things are just a few things. Being in the image of God, all of that is embedded when you were born. Then what do you think? When they began to, they had a, they, uh, folks had a fit about this. But all the babies that were aborted, and in various uh, stages right now, they are, uh, they've, been make, they've been making graves for the babies that have been aborted. And those who are against abortion have had a fit and taken it to the courts, since it's unfair to the mother. But they don't understand. Don't you understand what you, you are aborted. Ability, reason, 
creativity, speech, self-awareness, self-determination, positive superiority, ability to self uh, ref, uh, of reflection and recall, awareness of, of morality, capacity of affection. You killed all of that because you didn't want to be inconvenient. People don't understand that whole concept. When the Lord opened my eyes to this, I mean, it's right there in Scripture. Let us make man in our own image. And in the image of man, made he man and female. God says, I'll do it, I'll do it. And so every child that's born, every, you are special. And as long as Satan can keep you thinking you have to struggle to be somebody, for to be accepted, you have already been accepted. Why do you think God died? Jesus Christ died for you. He wants you to be a part of the family. He wants you to be. For the records, every human being, being being has been made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. Image and likeness of God. I want to emphasize that. Image and likeness of God. Every human being. In the review. Now, see if we can move you through this question. Is it possible to be right all of the time? And what steps are necessary to ma maintain this level of excellence? Is it possible to be right all the time? I, I, I can almost hear it. We're only human. Oh, my tender ears. I, I mean, that just, I didn't ask that. I said, is it possible? Why not say, I don't know? Isn't it amazing that folks will not use that? They won't, I find that folks won't say, well, I don't know. It is possible to be right at all times. Um, no, it's not, then you prove it. I can prove it on the other end. You prove it. I won't argue something that you can't prove. Being possessed of the truth, there, possessors, of the, of, uh, possessors of the truth, there is a mandate for us to put in use careless, uh, 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 carelessness and disregard uh, God in our responsibility will incur our Father's corrective intervention. Uh, intervention. So we are to, uh, the whole idea is to put it in use, it's a mandate for us, and, but to be careless, and that's what we want to stress, to be careless and disregarding uh, our responsibility will incur the Father's corrective intervention. Thinking it through. Let us consider using this phrase phrase in our plans. What is the right thing to do? Every situation that you're in, when a person gets all up in your face, like you are a total disgrace, what is the right thing to do? When your neighbor who have been mistreating you for years needs your help, what is the right thing to do? When the person who's constantly on your back seems like they will never change, what is the right thing to do? Let us consider a few areas that may, uh, that may need some adjusting in our life. Now, one, every day, what is the right thing for us to do and why?
versus child welfare. Every day, what is the right thing to do every day? The, the next one would be, in our fellowship with one another, what is the right thing to do and why? Then, in dealing with conflicts and character builders in our life, what is the right thing to do? So let's just deal with those, those three. Let's start off with the first one then, as we talk about this whole thing. Every day, what is the right thing to do and why? How do you start off your day? What is the right thing to do? If you start off on the wrong foot, people call the wrong side of the bed, you're going to mess up all through the day. A lot of folks who are complaining about what happened to them through the day, they started off wrong. So, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do what? Not to your own understanding. Then what are you supposed to do? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Doing the right thing is not an emotion or rational decision. It is a biblical correct uh, decision. Trust in the Lord every day. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. I don't understand why these people are doing this. I don't understand how I'm feeling this way. I don't understand. Regardless of what you're going through, the Lord says, don't, don't look at the circumstances. So get your eyes off the circumstances. Get your eyes on me. We remember what happened to Peter walking on the water. No. He looked at the winds and the waves and he went down. So keep your eyes on me. Let us practice and be committed to put God first. First thing in the morning, first thing in the, in the agenda is to wake up thanking God for another day. See, we have already have a, a, a future ahead of us. Let's get ahead. Let's start our day off as image managers, as one of a kind. And God's one of a kind. It's amazing. Birds get up tweeting and everything else, and we get up groaning and growling. The Lord says, now wait a minute. I've made you to make melody in your hearts to the Lord. There are, here are the steps. One, do what? Be dedicated. Two, be discerning. Three, be determined. Then be decisive with purpose, diligence, and, and faithfulness. I mean, if we want to start off our day, then dedicate it to the Lord. Discern the things that need to be done. Make up your mind. Determine. Put it into action. Be decisive. Be disciplined. If you're not disciplined, you won't be able to do any of these. Be diligent. The, all of these, when you start off your day, you know when I think about men like Daniel, I mean, these, these guys, uh, look at their lives. Regardless of what they got, went, went through, look at their lives. I could even imagine Joseph from a pit to, to the prison and then finally the palace. But each one of those things, it did not change Joseph for who he was as an individual. He was a man who was disciplined, and God wants us to be disciplined, on target, ready to go. And if you're not there yet, make your mind today, I'm getting there. Why? Because God created you to function, and that's important. More excellence is an intrinsic inner activity of the heart, revealing uh, 
really the level of our maturity. I think that's so important. Question, are you there yet? Have you started? If not, why not? No, I'm not there yet. Then when are you going to start? I'm, 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 I'm working on it. That's the thing. I, always, I don't know how long they've been working. You had them three years later. Yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm getting around to it. But they want the Lord to be right there when something comes up. But he's working on it and uh, getting around to it. That never ceases to amaze me. We go now to number two. In our fellowship with one another, what is the right thing to do and why? The, the first one we start off with, our day. The next thing we move to, what is the right thing to do when it comes down to our fellowship? We want, what is our responsibility? This, that's why it's so important. Do you think that the Bible was suggesting that we do not fail to uh, assemble together? No, God has a reason. Can you imagine, let's work with me, can you imagine being God's change agent and you come into a morning worship area and you have your gift that God has given you and another person have theirs and you're being there, infuse that body and encourage that body and help it to grow. Folks want numbers when they don't want to commit themselves to be here. You have to be here, and it has to be a number one priority. So let's, let's look at it a little bit. David wrote these verses from a shepherd's perspective. Why are you cast down, O oh, my soul? And why are you turmoiled, turmoiled within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, uh, him my salvation. Psalm 42, 6, and my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and Hermon and Mount Mizah. Psalm 42, 11, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him and my salvation. In my God. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, one of the reasons I'm doing this, <clears throat> you see this word cast down? Okay. G, uh, uh, we, we find that uh, with David, and I appreciate you know, some of the other brothers who have done research in this area, there are various types of sheep. And um, one of the lower type of sheep, what happens is, is then when they fall on, they ba on their backs, they can't get up. And uh, they kick and holler and everything else, but they just, they just, oh, they're on their, their backs. And a, a commentary was saying that it's this type of sheep that David might be alluding to. He's on his back, and he can't get up. And while on his back, he says, why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquietest within me? In other words, I can't do anything about this. I'm on my back. He says, but even in that, he mentioned the fact that, uh, uh, in fact, this me, hope in God. Hope outside of where you are and what you're going through. 
If you're cast down on your back, then God is there to flip you over. <laughs> and it's the shepherd that looks out for all those type of sheep. The how of operating as God's change agent requires that we become sensitive to our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, aggression, you are, who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The pitfalls of life, anyone is capable of getting caught in it. The procedure in love, there is a specific biblical procedure. You see all of this in the, in the verses here. The process in lifting the load. Get involved with their struggles today, tomorrow. Tomorrow might be your turn. So then when we talk about being God's image managers, then what happens being God's image managers is that we come in, uh, and what happens in this whole area is that being the change agents, rather, being the change agent is this, that we come in even among the brethren and the, and the congregation makes a difference. Getting with, just getting with one another and feeding on one another and so I said, I don't want folks into my business. Well, okay. Then suffer in silence because we are to bear one another's what? Burdens. Uh, the worst thing you can do it's being go to be going through a tremendous struggle and not even ask a believer that you came to church and you didn't even ask a believer to pray for you. Suffer in silence until you learn that's what our being together. Jesus Christ prayed, Father, I pray that they uh, become one as we are one. And this one is not numerical. It's an essence there's a oneness in this thing. As we are one, carrying your load and being stressed out by yourself, it has never been uh, uh, God's approval. Never. Number two, you've been very patient. In dealing with the conflicts and character builders in our lives, what is the right thing to do? First, dealing with my time with God, dealing with my day, then dealing with the saints. Now here come the character builders. You know the ones who get on your, what, what they call it? I don't know what that last nerve need, need, but everybody understand what that means, right? The person that gets on your last nerve, situation that get on your last nerve, you, be, you become, the younger folks don't know who this is probably, a Popeye. This is all I can stand, and I can stand no more. You get to the point where you say, I'm sick of this, you know, as Kilbert would say, all right? So it, it goes like this, trust and obey. The commands to take all of our problems to the Lord. When your character builders I mean, really get to you. Uh, I, had a, I had a dream last night, and, um, and, and the dream was um, I, I came up to the car to say hello and everything else. I was greeting them. It's almost a, in between being at church, and then anyway, I came up to the car, and I mean, this lady ripped me to pieces. 
I mean, you dress bad, you la 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 la. And I mean, I start, you know, you know, in in your dream, you know, you can you're a little bit more. Uh, but even in my dream, the Lord just kind of put the, the hold down, hold on. No, uh, I just made it very clear: what you say will not change who I am. I, I think that is that is so important. Trust and obey the commands to take all your problems to the Lord. Lord, did you hear what that woman said to me in that car? And I think about that dream. It says, it's not the woman that I'm looking at. It's you. If you can't get over you, then everyone that's driving in the car that even looks like that woman is going to remind you of that situation. Let it go. What are you supposed to do? The command to forgive. If I, if I find myself one of God's image managers, God is saying, you do not have the right uh, to hold any grudge against anyone. If you do have that, if there's, something, if there's someone you think about that makes you angry, take that little sheet in your mind and tear it up. Because the Lord said this, if you don't forgive them, Neither will I forgive you. But Lord, I'm your image. Neither will I forgive you. The next one, the command to confront. We have a responsibility. Matthew talks about that. We have a, a, a responsibility that if you have an altar against a brother, brother have an altar to, against you, before you bring your gift, go to that brother. Talk to them. Bring about unity. Because in God's family, all he looks at is unity among the saints. A command to do what? Establish closure. God wants us to bring closure to any conflict that is going on in our lives. If you're not able to establish it, then you go and get someone else to help you to establish it. And if you have a hard time there, then you take it to the next level. Always try to have closure. One of the members had something against me, and well, I didn't know they had that against me. Um, I was carrying it for years. I tried to. Um, I tried to call them, I tried, I tried every way, and they kept rejecting and kept rejecting and kept rejecting and kept rejecting. So I said, so I went over to Matthew Principal, I said, okay, Lord, I've done everything that you have told me to do. I said, I'm going to do one other thing. And I wrote them a letter, and I let them know, all I'm looking for is closure. And I'm asking you, what does it take to bring closure, because I don't know. And, uh, and so the individuals uh, called me, called me to the home, and read me the riot act and all these other things. And I said, okay, then what can I do to make this whole again? They said, well, this is what you do, and this is what you can do. This what you do. And so everything they asked me to do, I did. Did it bring closure? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. I don't lose any sleep over that. I don't lose any sleep over that. Why? I can't change them. 
Hey, one moment, uh, take a moment of uh, station identification, okay? Here we go, a little exercise. Hug yourself. Give yourself a big hug. Because that's the only one you can change. There's no one else you can change with your words and with whatever you live. Whatever it is, you can't change people. People have to change from the inside out, not that the outside in. And what the Lord have taught me, create an environment that is conducive for change. You got the idea? It's important that I, I could, so that if the person can feel comfortable at least talking about it, that they can never say, I, I, I couldn't approach him in, in his attitude. No, they, they, can't, they can't point one finger because you have created an environment. And for that to happen, listen, to do all of this, you know what? You have to die to yourself. Your biggest battle will be with yourself. The command, avoid moral impurity. When we talk about the whole idea of trusting and obeying the Lord, then we need to, that whole idea of avoiding moral impurity. And some of the things that they have, uh, this our world, our, our nation, is, uh, is sinking morally. Okay? And when a nation begins to sink morally, then you're going to start seeing it uh, also affect financially and all of these other areas. I was listening to um, uh, one dear brother that we listen to every morning, and uh, Frank Graham. And uh, Frank mentioned something I thought was very important. He mentioned the fact that with America, when we talk about Revelation, have you ever noticed that America is not even mentioned? not even mentioned once. And um, America, and there's a number of reasons they said that could happen. One is because America has such a, a Christian-influenced society that if the rapture took place, I mean, America would really flop. That's what I, these are ideas, okay? So don't take it as doctrine, okay? The other is every nation that forgets God, God shuts them down. And we're over the 200 year mark. And so the Lord is saying, we're believers. I don't care what the world is doing in my house. This is how you should think. This is how you should act. And I know how to think. Good. Let me show you. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, a good report, any virtue, any praise, think on these things. And you layer that over all the things that's happening to you. It'll keep your attitude straight, your actions straight, and God can work in and through you. Failure to do any of the things on this list will always, uh, will always, uh, the, will always reflect the, uh, our choice, not the world or the devil, and we will be held accountable for our choices. Everything here is based on the choice. Forgive, confront, establish closure, avoid uh, more impurity, and there might be a number of other things. When we fail to do this, it is our choice. 
not the world or the devil, and we will be held accountable for our choices. Because God says, you are a change agent, and you mean to tell me you didn't do this. So here's that one, one question that you put on the table. Why? If you didn't do it, why aren't you doing it? One last thing, you've been very patient. Image managing is a blessing and a privilege depending on what image you are managing. If it's not honoring God, stop and seize the moment. Do the right thing. So we're managing the image. The question is, what image are you managing? If you're managing the wrong image and you belong to God, guess what? You will be convicted by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will draw you into a room and say, this is what you need to do. And this is what you have to take care of. If you're managing God's image, you'll start impacting lives. Now, it won't be a stress. It'll be a privilege. But it's all boiling down to choice. And as we close out this three-point series, being God's change agents, is there some things that need to be shored up in our lives? First, in our, uh, how we handle our day. Then when it comes down to dealing with other believers. Then dealing with the conflicts. Uh, and that's why I call it character builders in our lives. I think that's so important. People don't just grow. Every level of growth has its pains. Okay. So take a deep breath and keep walking. Don't ever stop. Don't ever give up. And as we go into prayer, if you're going through some of those struggles, if it's keeping you from being God's change agent, with every head bow, just slip your hand up and say, will you keep me in prayer? Just keep me in prayer. It's good to be honest with the Lord. And that's why I have want to hear heads down because it's between you and the Lord. That's all. And when we confess where we are, God can move in from that position and enhance it far beyond what we think it is. My prayer is that Chicagoland Bible Fellowship Church will be change agents. A well-fed church. Fellowship, evangelism, discipleship, and may we be those individuals making a difference in this neighborhood. Thank you for the hands, Lord. Thank you for where they are. You know what to do with them. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you. It's my prayer now, Lord, that you uh, keep them in your care. And I know you will. There'll be moments of struggle and um, even doubts to your loyalty to them. Appreciate it, Nerissa's song. 
but you're right there, Lord. Help us to see what only we can see, a heavenly Father who loves us with an everlasting love, loving us to go all the way to the grave and do all of the pain, all of the rejection, then also, Lord, been impelled on that cross and then the iniquities of the whole world was laid on you. Thank you for that type of love. Help us never to doubt your love and help us to walk in that love. Thank you for what you're going to do and if there be one under the sound of my voice that is not part of the family yet, help them to realize you can't do it yourself. Stop it. You're choosing the wrong way. But daddy is still waiting. And all you have to do is say, Lord, I recognize I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. And that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again. And I'm asking that you make me a part of your family. He'll do just that. Thank you for what you're going to do in each one of our lives. Of course, in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.